0: What's your secret to a long and lasting marriage? According to this relationship researcher, these are three signs you've got a rock solid relationship. Number one, you share a similar worldview when it comes to your faith. Uh, That doesn't mean you're going to agree on everything. But deep at your core, you share the same values and have a foundation of faith. Number two. You're friends with each other and you have friend, other friends, you know, you have that caring and fondness for each other, but you also have other friends to support you through the experiences of life. And the third sign of a rock solid marriage, you accentuate the positive. They say being optimistic helps your marriage so much. It's one of the best ways to, to get through the tough things is through gratitude. Hmm. What is it about animal encounters that bring us so much joy? You know, like if you're out trail running and you run into deer or something like that. This is an animal encounter story like nothing I've ever heard before. I can't wait to tell you about this next. Do you have a good animal encounter story? Those are always so fun to hear. And this is one that I've never heard of in my life. It happened in the little town of Owenton, Kentucky. And grandpa is a jokester in the family. And he calls everyone. He's like, you're not going to believe this. There's a baby monkey on my front porch. And they're like, Pfft. ha ha. Right. He's like, no, no, you can come see it. Come see the monkey. It's a baby monkey. And a couple of family members go over and they're like, oh my gosh, there really is a baby monkey on grandpa's front porch. How did it wind up on his and front porch? they don't know. It's a mystery. And he, um, <laughs> they call it animal c- control. And they tried to lure this monkey, you know, humanely. And the monkey was like, no thanks. And so Grandpa's like, he starts kind of taking a fancy to the monkey. And he lets the monkey roam around in his house. Then he fed the monkey little pieces of banana. And the monkey came over and started licking banana off his finger. Like, that's how tame this thing was. And they still don't know where this baby monkey came from. And it's, you know, of course... um, It's illegal to own a monkey as a pet in Kentucky, so grandpa's not going to get to keep this baby monkey, but can you imagine uh, if you just like got home today and there's like a baby monkey sitting there waiting for you?
1: like the, in the Pink Panther, the movie, The Pink Panther, Inspector Clouseau wants to uh, see there's an accordion player in downtown Paris and he's playing his accordion for money and he's got a monkey that'll go around and collect money from people. Mm -hmm. And the inspector says, do you have a license for your monkey? And he says, well, it's not, it's not my monkey. The monkeys, he's, he's his own own person. It's not mine. He yeah. hangs out with me every day. That's what it's,
0: grandpa needs to do. It's,
1: it's not my mink. It's not my mink. Do you have a last for your minky? <laughs> the guy's like, my what? Your minky. <laughs> you mean the monkey? Yes, that's what I said. Your minky. He's like, it's, it's not my monkey. <laughs> he just showed up on my porch.
0: So I'm worried I'm becoming more and more like my co-host. I've been working with Kevin way too long and I'm becoming like him. It's yeah. scaring me. I'll, I'll tell you what I did yesterday next.
1: Okay, so Taylor, you said you're becoming more and more awesome. More like your co-host. <laughs> since
0: we've been working
1: together so long. What, what uh, how, way are you more awesome?
0: It's a slippery slope. <laughs> you are addicted to caffeine. You drink more coffee than anyone I've ever met in my life. I do love it. And I read an article that if you have a cup of strong black coffee... Before your workout in the afternoon, you're going to have a better workout. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. And I tried it, and I loved it. (laughs) I felt so good. I was like, all this caffeine was hyping me up. And then there was a second side effect. I was more fun and alert for the evening with my husband, Glenn, than usual. So I was like... Man, maybe I should start See? adding that cup That's of coffee. That's why people
1: listening to the show always say Kevin's the fun one.
0: <laughs> He's the caffeinated one. <laughs>
1: You know, they've been saying that in the past year, people have really been pouring themselves into home improvement projects. Mm-hmm. So we want to get a new fence put in our backyard. We've got five dogs, and we just let them run around in the backyard whenever they want to go out. So having a sturdy, tall fence is a priority for us. And our fence that we currently have is on its last leg. So we've had people coming out with estimates, and two things are happening. They're saying because of so many people wanting to do improvements, there's now a shortage on like things like lumber. So yeah. the prices... They they said they go up like by the day.
0: Oh, I believe it. So I've they can't. That. They're
1: like you know we can only guarantee this price for about a week.
0: Oh, and
1: then it could go up depending on the lum- lumber supply. And then the other thing too is the wait list to get projects like that done. We're talking, it's not like, oh, we'll get here next week or two weeks. It it could be like a month or more before they get around to you. That
0: is wild. Isn't it? I've heard the same thing. Thankfully, we were able to get furniture for our new house, but some furniture companies are like, oh, you can get it six to eight months from now. We'll order it for you. Wow.
1: In time for Christmas. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) So how old is too old for an Easter egg hunt? It's funny because... um. We have figured out the way to to get our kids, no matter how old they get, to be not only participants, but enthusiastic, can't wait, when are we going to do the Easter egg hunt kind of enthusiasm, because we put
0: cash in the eggs. Oh, yeah, you have to. You have to put some dollars in fives, tens, and twenties.
1: Yeah, my wife, she she put, there were two twenties, a few fives, and the rest were ones. There and there were thirty three eggs, two of which are unaccounted for. <gasps> However, no one cared because the twenties were found.
0: <laughs> oh, I wonder what's inside those eggs. Like Oh it's ones. Jelly it's beans. Ones. Oh it's ones. Yeah,
1: yeah. They all they all had candy. Cash in them. Um but that's the way if you're wondering how do I get my kids when they're, you know, middle school or older to participate. And you don't have to go nuts like that. You could just put you know like a five a couple of fives in, in the eggs and I guarantee your kids will climb all over each other, trying oh, yeah. to find the ones with the money. Um, but the, here's the funny thing. My wife and I were in charge of hiding the eggs and we had eggs. Um, she had bought some decorative ones. So some of these were big, like I'm talking like basketball size.
0: Oh my goodness. And they were
1: easy to find. But then the little standard size plastic eggs we hid everywhere and hid mm-hmm. really good as I put one in the exhaust of my car. Ooh, did you
0: remember to get that out?
1: Oh yeah, I stood (laughs) and was filming them scampering all around the yard and they'd pass by and I'd go, oh, someone's getting hotter, hotter, oh, colder, colder, colder. And my son's girlfriend, she zeroed in on where it was and you could tell there's a moment of recognition when they go, oh, I know where it is. Kyle caught her making that face and ran behind the car. And they both reached, they both hit the exhaust at the same time. And she went, Kyle! And in that moment, he realized, I don't care if there's a 20 in there, it ain't worth it. <laughs> oh,
0: so this is how it's going. And he backed
1: way <laughs> off. <laughs> and as we ate dessert after the Easter egg hunt, um, the exaggeration of how aggressive Kyle was, Got bigger and bigger and worse and worse. That's hilarious. According according to his girlfriend, by the end of the story, he had thrown her to the ground <laughs> and an wrestled effort,
0: the egg out in, of her. In hands. an effort
1: to get the egg, no, she would not give the egg up. And then the funny part was there was only a
0: dollar in it. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs>
1: but that's my, that's my pro tip for any parent who has kids that are starting to get older. And maybe last Easter weekend, they were like less than enthusiastic. Put some cash in the eggs and they will be full in next year.
0: It's like a tradition for teenagers to rebel, right? Like that's what they do. They start to become an adult.
1: Some of them are really good at it.
0: And what's really funny is when they choose a way to rebel and you're like, that's your idea of rebelling. Okay, go for it. I can't wait to tell you this story next so funny. We were talking to a friend of ours, and uh, much like uh, a lot of families, the uh, the girlfriend was invited to join them for Easter, the whole thing. So starting with church.
1: So this was your first time as yeah. well? Like uh, with the uh, whole family? No, she had
0: met the family before. No, okay. but this was the first time. Like first holiday. A holiday. Like okay. she's invited. They go to church together, and then they have the Easter lunch and the whole deal. And so later, the mom says... So what did your girlfriend think of church? How did how did it go? And he goes, well, she's like me. She just really feels like she she likes a more traditional church where they sing the old hymns. And my husband just busted up laughing. He's like, wow, if that's going to be the way they rebel, like, go (laughs) for it. You want to? God forbid there is a band at church. We like the old hymns, and we were laughing so hard because like that could be like every parent's dream. Like if that's how they're going to rebel, you go ahead. So so if the parents were smart, they'd be like, "What do you mean you want the old hymns? What's wrong with our? You don't like our band? Like they they would like play it up like that they're mad about it."
1: I think your pastor should have been more outspoken about not moving in together before you get married. What? (laughs) That's your rebellion.
0: Awesome. (laughs) It was funny. It was the best conversation. Wow. When parents do get those high class problems, like we'll take them right. Whenever you can. Too many other heartaches and (laughs) problems.
1: It's like, uh, what's this name of the show that Michael J. Fox was on the sitcom that, you know, created his stardom oh what was it called, it called Fam- Fam- family ties yeah and his way of rebellion was was he wore a suit and tie to school and took a briefcase because
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> his parents were all uber liberal so he became uber conservative as his so way funny. of rebelling that's really funny
0: do you hear people saying a lot oh, i cannot wait until this is over coming up what most of us can't wait to do when the pandemic is over Do you hear people saying or texting a lot, man, I can't wait till this is all over. Uh, What are you most excited to do when the pandemic is has ended? Close to half of us are planning to throw the biggest party of our entire lives. No kidding. That does sound fun. I was thinking about it. We just moved and I was thinking we could have people out in the backyard and have food and music. And I just started getting myself all excited about the idea of having All this, this huge group of people, which is so funny because I'm usually more of a small group people. Mm -hmm. Like that's my jam, but I, I could totally see this. 36% of people will start going to things they used to avoid. Or flake out on before the uh, the pandemic, <laughs> like baby showers, weddings, parties, and one in four people say they want to redo their birthday because last year didn't count. Hmm. But more than one third of people say they're worried about whether they still have the skills to make small talk since they haven't done it for so long, and then there's those awkward moments at the beginning of a Zoom meeting. They just haven't, yeah. you know, practiced that muscle very well.
1: I don't think that's a worry. I think the biggest thing is going to be trying to get a word in edgewise <laughs> <laughs> because people have all this bent up stuff that they're going to want to talk about. So with uh, things opening up, more people getting uh, vaccinated, we're, we're talking about stuff that you're really looking forward to getting back to doing that um, maybe you haven't been able to do full on in a year, or maybe not at all in a year. So what is it that comes to mind for you?
0: Big Taylor? family reunion. Yeah. Like everyone. And we've been like before COVID. We've been scattering our visits to see my parents because it's a lot on my mom okay. to have all these. She's got four, five daughters. One lives down the street, so that's that's taken care of. But when we all like converge on our house and all the grandkids are there and like invading her space, it's a lot. And so we've been scattering our visits. So the all of the whole family. You know, all the brother-in-laws and my 11 nieces, nephews, we haven't been in the same room in years, and now I'm like, I don't care how hard it is on mom, let's just do it. Let's just, all of us, we'll get hotel rooms, we'll cater the food, we'll tell her she's not allowed to cook.
1: Nice for you to sacrifice your mom. I just want,
0: I want everyone in one spot, and like a yeah. huge, giant family photo. Like, we were supposed to get one at my niece's wedding when she got married and my one sister couldn't make it. She, I forget what happened, but it was awful. Like, I think she got sick or something. But anyway, that's what I want. Big yeah. family reunion with a giant family photo. What do you feel will you miss the most when you finally go back to the office?
1: Being able to rifle through my coworkers' desks with no penalty.
0: <laughs> yeah, because we've, <laughs> we've been coming to the radio station.
1: But nobody else is here. It's like just us.
0: Yeah. I know a lot of people whose companies say they're never going back, but if you do, what will you miss? Most people say being able to exercise before work, mm. not having to rush in the mornings, no commute. And those leisurely breakfasts, close to 50% of people surveyed say mornings have never been more relaxing.
1: Maybe what people should do when, when, if you do open your office up is provide breakfast every morning for a week or two. That's like a bribe to get people in. Like we'll have a you
0: ease your way back Yeah, in. yeah,
1: yeah. we we'll, we'll have, we'll have an omelet station in the in the, <laughs> the conference room.
0: <laughs> I was thinking you were like, let's pick up some uh, biscuit, chicken biscuits, or some. Oh no, 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 no biscuits. I'm
1: thinking big. I'm thinking big.
0: Omelet station. Yeah,
1: omelet station in the in the.
0: And the or maybe chef have, must wear a tall white
1: hat. Yeah, maybe or maybe have the omelet station on Mondays. Um, make your own pancake Sundays on Tuesdays. Like every day, you could have a different a different yeah. theme. Uh, right? Bring
0: in one of those Belgian waffle makers like they have at, uh, Ooh, yeah, at yeah, Hampton yeah, Inn. Nice. I love those. See? Now, it's, see, you're, now you're down with I it. I hope our boss is listening.
1: Oh, he is. And he's shaking his head right now laughing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there a certain food that's sure to brighten up your day? Coming up, how most people answer that question. Okay, so how about you, Kev? Is there a certain food that's certain to brighten your day?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think about it. I'll, I'll look forward to soft pretzels like crazy. <laughs> If we're going to a sporting event, Mm -hmm. and I know that that stadium has really good soft pretzel, I'll look forward to the soft pretzel more than I will the game Oh, wow.
0: That says a lot, because you love sports. Well, for me, it's probably dark chocolate is sure to brighten my day. But uh, most people said, tacos, steak, and bacon, oh my. Uh, Those were the top three answers. For half of Americans, something salty or sweet is sure to put a smile on their face in the midst of a bad day. And I was kind of surprised by the other answers, Fried rice came in fourth, mm. followed by waffles or pancakes, which you know that makes sense. It always makes you think yeah. of the weekend. Uh, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. This one I did not get. Baked potatoes. Maybe if, if there's like loaded. bacon and cheese on yeah, it, yeah, loaded. loaded. They're good. Um, cheeseburgers and French fries. And what baffled me because I could eat this food item every day. It did not make the top ten. Pizza. What? To make the top 10 of foods no. that are sure to brighten your day.
1: Maybe maybe they told people like obviously pizza would be number 1. <laughs> Yeah. So anything but pizza disclaimer, <laughs> let's talk about this foods. I mean, we love talking about food, right? Oh, I love yeah. talking about food. I love talking about food, foods that brighten your day, not just like, you know, oh, I'm going to grab something for lunch, but something you really look forward to something you hear mom's making their dad's making that for dinner. And you're like, all right, cannot wait. What is it for you? Foods that just make you feel good. We'd love to hear from you. Kristen, we are so glad you called because we're talking about one of our favorite topics in the whole wide world, food. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's a food that's sure to brighten your day?
1: Um, it, my husband has this old recipe that's passed down from like his gr- grandfather. It's called barbecue shrimp. Um, nothing barbecue about it. I don't know why that's the name. It is um, like bay seasoning and Worcester sauce and a little bit of vinegar, and it's this really almost like a teriyaki taste maybe and you just put it all in a big pot and then he goes by the grocery store and gets a big loaf of french bread and there's just something about the combination of um it was something they cooked at the beach Mm. so um i I don't know it's just i think it's one of those flavor combinations that It's just amazing. Well, you said they they cooked it at the beach. I don't know about you, but there'll be certain foods, smells, tastes that'll bring back just memories of a specific time or a trip, and that's always fun, too, isn't it? That's
0: so true. That happened to me yesterday. I was mountain biking, and people were grilling hot dogs and hamburgers, and that smell, oh, it smelled so good. It it took me back to when my Mm. dad would take us, mom and dad would take us to the lake.
1: Yeah, we've got foods that take us back to the beach, too. How about you? Foods that just make you feel good.
0: What food is sure to brighten your day, Joe?
1: Absolutely brighten my day is shepherd's pie. Ooh, and I yes. don't know where it originated from, but every time I uh, my wife says, what do you want for dinner?
0: I just kind of jokingly say shepherd's pie. And uh, <laughs> she's made it a
1: comfort food
0: and something that we, uh, we all enjoy together. And the benefit is you can make a whole bunch of it and have leftovers for at least another few days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then your wife is in a good mood for a few days because she doesn't have to cook.
1: <laughs> Very well put. Thank you. Love the show. Love the
0: show. So, I don't know about you, but I'm not the best at gift giving. I just have a hard time coming up with ideas, and I you? had the best gift giving win no, yesterday. You, you
1: I I disagree with that before really? you move on. Yeah, you were you were awesome at giving gifts uh, and, and you remember them for people that most of us are just like barely acquaintances with. Like the like the lady that that is in charge of our parking lot. I bet you know when her birthday is, don't. No, you?
0: I don't. <laughs> I don't. And unlike you, I have not bought her a coffee like you have on a cold day, which mm-hmm. is so nice. So I had this gift-giving win. You can totally steal this idea. Um, my sister, as you know, has COVID. She's a kindergarten teacher in Michigan, and it has knocked her down. She has been fatigued and just I and so I I texted another my one of my niece, my niece Kaylee. She is like a gift-giving queen, and I'm like, hey, what are some ideas? And I found my sister this robe on Amazon. It was only nineteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, "I love it! It's so cozy." And I put on the little note. I hope this feels like a hug from me. oh And turns out she had been using this old threadbare robe that had belonged to her mother-in-law, <laughs> um, but her mom, her mother-in-law has since passed away. And she so she kept telling herself, "I really should splurge and get myself a new robe." And she never did. And now she has this new robe. And then I said, did you get the other gift that I got you? And she goes, uh, yeah, some supplement. And that was like the really expensive part of the gift. I said, Sarah, those are my favorite electrolytes. You need to put those in your water to get hydrated because you've been throwing up. You need to start drinking. I know you can't taste it yet, and but you said, need to drink those. Yeah,
1: right. Hey, thanks for the robe.
0: And She went back to the robe. And I was like, oh. Um, Okay.
1: Just a sidebar. How weird must that be for her husband? Like he's crawls in bed and into the bedroom walks his wife in his in his mother's robe.
0: <laughs> I didn't even I'm think about it like that. He
1: didn't buy her a robe long ago. Cause that's just a little too weird for my taste. Oh no 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 no
0: no! He's way too frugal. No, she had bought it for her the year before, you know, before she passed of cancer. But yeah, mm-hmm. no. I guess it was sentimental oh, to her. No no no
1: no no no! Just say no to the. Maybe mother-in-law she was good robe. about
0: not wearing it in the bedroom at least. <laughs>
1: Can you remember when you were a little kid, Taylor, that you could recognize that you and your you had four sisters, mm-hmm. that you guys all had wildly different personalities, different oh, yeah. traits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. we were going through some pictures last night of our kids when uh, when they were little, particularly when it came to sports teams and how they approached competitiveness, how different they were. We're going to talk about that next. We were looking at some pictures of our kids last night, Taylor, and and they tried everything. Like when your kids are little, they want to do everything. I want to play basketball. I want to do ballet. I want to swim. I want to do cello and probably simultaneously. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why mom's driving around like a maniac all the time. So that was the story in our house. But um, two of our daughters played on the same soccer team. And you could have not asked for two kids to be. As wildly different as they were, when I say they were on the same team, they were little, little, like five, six years old, kind of like that that age where the mob moves around the ball. Right? Oh, yeah. There's no I've no hope that. in telling kids what their position is. <laughs> it's just the the mob around the ball. One of our daughters was very content to play goalie, and what that meant was sit down and kind of pick the little daffodils and play with the or not daffodils, little marigolds, and just pull those apart. Till the ball came her way. And then when someone took a shot, she would try to get out of the way of the ball as quick as she could.
0: (laughs) I know which daughter you're referring to. That's so cute. Our other
1: daughter, on the other hand, was like naturally aggressive, Mm -hmm. naturally drawn to the ball, naturally drawn to push everyone out of her way in her effort to get the ball, Uh secure the ball, and score with the ball. So it's just, it it struck me in looking at those pictures like, Wow. How different, same two, same parents, same house, same upbringing, same room. They share bunk beds, yet so wildly different. And I'm thinking maybe it's because the uh, the more aggressive, assertive one was the first of our daughters born. And we had the birth order guy on. He'd said she's like a firstborn because our son mm-hmm. was so much older than yeah. her. But then our other daughter, middle child, more like a pleaser and like just happy with whatever. Um, she was the one that was happy to sit and pick the flowers. Isn't that funny? Just how so wildly bizarre. different kids. I used can to be. think
0: maybe I was adopted because I've got four <laughs> sisters and I'm. I don't have any of the skills they have. It's huh. So weird.
1: Yeah, but you've got some pretty cool ones yourself.
0: Thanks. Do you always talk baby talk to infants? Coming up, why you should definitely keep that up. Do you always talk baby talk to infants? Uh, it's a good thing. Keep it up. I am such a baby talk person. I'm like, oh my goodness, you're so clever. And Glenn's like, hey, nice to meet you. Like he because we don't have our own kids, he talks to children like very maturely. It cracks me up. Uh, Well, according to new research, yeah, so
1: interesting choice of diaper brand. (laughs) Like,
0: well, we just ran into this little liking them Huggies. (laughs) I guess it's more with little kids. Like we ran into this little boy the other day, and he had a little guitar. and He goes. Wow, I really like your guitar. Would you like to play us a song? Like he, you know, like it's a, it's not quite baby talk. It's a little mature compared to what I do. Well, anyway, according to new research, that sing song baby talk voice is what babies love to hear the most. And it's the easiest way for them to learn language. Baby talk helps a ton with emotional bonding with your child. And it works really well too if you're hoping to raise a bilingual child. Just go ahead and speak Baby Talk to them in both languages. It works. They'll learn the language better. <laughs> so do you like new technology? Do you love when new things roll out? Um, did you hear the big upgrades that came to Google Maps? Uh, one of the things they added was um, you can like have navigation indoors. And I don't know about you, but when I travel um, to other countries my biggest fear is being that that dumb american like i'm so scared to try the language i'm so scared to like i got my nerdy touristy clothes and shoes on it's just part of me traveling i just i look like a dumb american <laughs> because i can't speak the language so picture this you're taking your your phone and you can hold it up in an airport and it'll have arrows and show you where to go <laughs> as if you were trying to blend in. You're not going to be blending in if you're using the new Google Maps inside the airport. Like, oh, <laughs> honey, wait. Okay, wait. No, no. It says turn this way. <laughs> <laughs> so I I guess that between that and our Google Translate, everyone's going to know we're the tourists in the bunch for sure.
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty cool that you actually have to leave the country to be the dumb American. I don't even have to leave <laughs> the States
0: to be the dumb American. <laughs>